Well, hello. I'm so thrilled to be sitting here with my friend, Marisa Faircloth. And with my friend, <laughs> Laura Songster. So this is our new endeavor into podcasting. Not my expertise, but definitely much more <laughs> of Laura's. So Laura, tell us a little bit about your background. My background is three plus decades in this market. You can see me in print or read me, I guess is how you would say it. I've been on television and obviously on the radio for all of that time. So I'm used to just talking to friends like you and mm -hmm. friends I've never met. And I'm excited about this endeavor. I'm excited too. And my background is more medical, but I spent the first 20 years of my career doing surgery. So I was in plastic surgery, dermatology, um, cosmetic surgery. I worked in oculoplastics. So definitely a lot of surgical background. And then as some of the non-invasive cosmetic procedures came out, about 20 years ago, wow. I kind of shifted over. Botox has been out for 20 years now, and dermal fillers came to the U.S. in 2003. So over that period of time, I invested much more of my time in injectables. So um, that's my background, and what we're looking for here is the opportunity to tell people about what we do and to educate them about the services that they can have, and really talk about why it's important. I, I think you're underselling yourself. Uh, you have been given all kinds of awards. You have invested time and resources in learning the latest and becoming an expert. You're in the top 100 injectors, if I recall mm -hmm. that, and some diamond status. So our practice is actually, um, we're top 250. So there's probably about 50,000 Allergan accounts nationwide, and we're ranked in the top 250. What that means is we do a lot. And you're not necessarily the best because you do a lot, but I think you should be better if you're more experienced. So yes, I do a lot. I do a lot of training, uh, both to train myself and to train others. So I'm a national trainer for Allergan. And yes, I am one of the top 100 aesthetic injectors, so thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> and for those who don't know what Allergan is. Yeah, Allergan is actually the parent company. It's one of the largest aesthetic companies, if not the largest. They're owned by AbbVie, which is a huge pharmaceutical company. So they have more resources to be able to put out the best products and they're the parent company of Botox and Juvederm, their entire collection of dermal fillers. And it's not enough to just do a podcast. You have to write a book, and it's available, and it's right there. Let's shine a light it on that. Is. That's exciting. So I did write a book, and the book is really what we're talking about here, Empowered by Beauty, because... You know, for one reason or another, it seems vain to talk about beauty. I don't know why people are okay going to the gym and saying, I'm going to the gym so I can get fit and have a great looking body, but they're embarrassed to talk about keeping their face looking good. But this is what we're facing forward. 
Well, and I think opening that conversation to say, this is happening to me. This is happening to me. What can I do about it? And opening that to men as well. Absolutely. And we have a little over 15% of our patient population is men. And I just looked at our Facebook demographic and it's about 15%, which is kind of exciting because that's a change. Mm -hmm. uh, men did not used to be as interested in this. I think um, we are getting a little more open with self-care now with the younger generation. So I think that younger men are pursuing some of these services as well. But there's still a little bit of stigma with a lot of people. And we want to make sure that you know this is for everybody. This is just to feel our best and be our best. And I see it as self-confidence. We've all gone to the grocery store on a Saturday morning with a ball cap on. Mm -hmm. I hope I don't see anybody. <laughs> right? And then, right. You, then you see everyone you know. But exactly. if you shower and do your hair, you see no one. Right. But why not have the confidence that that gives you or the gym gives you or injectables? Exactly. So, you know, I look at it, I look at it as we have seven seconds to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what those encounters are going to be. We were talking today about encounters that we have with people and we don't know where there's those encounters are going to land us later, but you have seven seconds. And if you make a poor first impression, it takes over an hour of communicating with that person for them to change that impression. So what if you're on a job interview? What if you're on a date? Mm -hmm. What if you're just having an encounter with someone who potentially could be part of your life later on? I think that you get the best impression if you feel the best and if you're self-confident and you present yourself well. And all of us have things that we're not confident about and have things that we would change about themselves. And if these things are within our power to improve, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? And, and it is all about self-confidence. And when I was in radio, I would dress up. People mm -hmm. said, why, you know, you can wear a hoodie, you can wear jeans. Well, I don't feel as good. I'm not mm -hmm. my best self. So what does it take for me? It would be different from what it would take from you or any of your clients. But knowing what it is, when you look in the mirror and saying, I've got to get rid of these and having that person that you trust completely, because I know I'll come in, I'll say, just fix it. <laughs> because I, I, I am a true believer in you call the plumber because they've done the work. They've mm -hmm. done the schooling. They have done that. I have not. So if I come to your office, I know that you're just going to take care of me and I'm going to love my results. And and to have that friend, because I see you first as my friend, mm -hmm. and anyone who's been in an office with you, I think it's just immediately at rest when they might be, I don't know if I should do this, and I don't want to look funny, and, and the education part that you're going to, through the series of podcasts, uh, let people know that it's not scary. Right. No, I'm glad you say that, because... That is the one thing that everyone is worried about. They know the bad jobs. Mm -hmm. They know the people that are their friends who look creepy or scary <laughs> or have bad Botox. But like we talked about experience, there are people 
who really have no business doing this, who do it because it's a revenue stream. There are lots of medical practices that have added these services because they know that they're going to collect your money on the way out and they're not going to have to wait for insurance to be billed and the insurance to say, no, you have a deductible and then bill you and wait three, four months to get their money. So I feel like you should go to someone who cares about your outcome and is not just doing this because this is an additional revenue stream. And we had a patient that we just saw that said they went to another office and everybody in the office looked scary. And I'm like, you didn't think to walk out? You know, if that's their skill set and that's what they produce, um, you need to investigate that. Well, I do think it's so important to listen to those voices where you go, ooh, this is this is mm-hmm. not good. And, and you and I uh, spoke off, Mike, about really telling people, if that's not for you, I'm not going to administer. And I remember going to a hair lady and I wanted a perm and she said, your hair is bad. I, I, in good conscience, I cannot do that for you because you will not be happy. Mm-hmm. And in that same vein, someone can think I need this or this or this. And my trust in you should be their trust in you, which is that's not what you need, or this might be better suited for what your, your end results might be. Exactly. Well, I feel like I need to be a good steward of your money. And I need to earn your trust. And I am looking for long-term relationships. I'm looking for people who become my friend, who come for years to come, and we can travel this aging journey together (laughs) and take care of whatever pops up along the way. But you're not going to trust me to that if I don't do what's best for you. So I have to look at what's going to give you the best outcome with the most value, and would I choose that? And I'll give you options. I'll tell you if there's two or three things that might be good for you, but I'll I'll tell you which one I recommend, and I won't do the ones that I know are not good for you in the long run, because in the long run, you're not going to be happy. And then that's going to be the end of our relationship, and you're not going to pursue doing anything else because you feel like what we do is bad. And it's not necessarily bad. It's just not what you needed. And that points back to your incredible education and all the teachings, all the continuing ed that you do to make sure you have the best outcomes. That's what I want for my patients. (laughs) And I want to make sure that if there are new and different and better things that I have the opportunity to do it. And let's be honest, you're taking advantage of the fact that I'm on this aging journey too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I want the best things for myself. And if I take advantage of those best things and buy them for my practice, you get advantage of that too. So I want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself as well. I think that if I go back to the vanity that you referenced earlier, I know a lot of women younger than us, older than us, that just say, well, I just feel like I should age naturally. I don't really think I want to, and Mm -hmm. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I I just, I, like you said, I don't understand that because why wouldn't you want your best self out there? There are certain things we can't control. Absolutely. And this we can to a point. 
we can. Well, I almost hesitate to say this, but I'm going to tell you about my, um, my visit with the dermatologist this week. So I went to a new dermatologist who looked probably about 20. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I have this thing on my neck that I want to have taken off. Now, I've spent seven years in dermatology. I know it's not a skin cancer. It's just an ugly old lady mold that <laughs> I don't want. And her response to me was, well, you know, as we age, we're going to start getting all these things and we need to accept them at some point. And my answer was, not today. And we're taking this off. So I have the ability to take that off. I don't mm -hmm. like it. Well, what if I had 100? Maybe I don't. You know, maybe I'd be stuck mm -hmm. with that. But today, it's on my neck and it's where I can see it. And I don't like it. And I have the ability to remove that, and I'm not willing to accept that right now. And I think what's so interesting is something that I might not have ever noticed on you just is, is in your craw, and you just want it gone. And, and vice versa, I'd say, well, this is really bothering me. And you could say, I don't know what you're talking about. But, but it's those things and, and compounded that beat on our self-esteem. Absolutely. And it's like in my consultations, you know, people will ask me for my opinion and they want to know, what do you think I should fix? Well, I am going to give them a global assessment and I tell them, I feel like it's part of my duty to tell you all the things that occur during aging and what our best case scenario is. This is our best case scenario. Money's no option. Here's all the things that we could do. Now, does that mean that everyone does all those things? No, not necessarily. But they know that over the course of the next several years, they do have a long-term plan of things that we could be addressing. But once I do that, then we turn it back and go, but what's bothering you mm -hmm. the most? Don't worry about investing in something that you aren't bothered by and leave something that is just something that you just don't like. Let's address the things that are your biggest concerns, and then we'll put the other things on the back burner. Well, and I think it's so important when you do get in the room and you get the consultation, you don't feel rushed. It's not an assembly line. You are in the moment with that person and you're honest. And that honesty, for me, is why I keep coming back. Well, good. I appreciate that. But you know what? Your time is important, and you are here for your time. And I wish I could tell you that I am exactly on time all the time. I am a whole lot better with Megan because she <laughs> keeps me on time. But, you know, if I run behind with someone and then I come in to see you, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry, I'm behind on you, but I do want you to know that if you required extra time today, I would have taken the time for you because I feel like we need to address whatever's going on and give that time to every patient that comes in. And that is so true. I remember not so long ago coming into your office in tears hmm. and just having a really special moment and knowing that not only was my face in great shape or you know, in great hands, I should say, <laughs> but, but my spirit, my soul were because you took the time and always do. Yeah.
Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate hearing that. My So my husband is a pastor, mm -hmm. and he tells people that I minister to more people at work than he does. And I believe that's true because we see people in all stages of their life. And we may see a woman whose husband just cheated on her and her self-esteem is so beat down. She's just looking for something to make her feel better about herself. And that's our goal. I mean, our goal is to just help people be in a better state of life and a better state of mind and whatever we can do to help them feel better about themselves. Um, that's our goal. And it is your God-given gift. You it really are is. blessed. It is. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. I know <laughs> it. And, you know, people's lives are changed. And I feel like what I do to help empower them mm -hmm. through feeling beautiful, and it's a feeling. You know, sometimes you buy a new dress or mm -hmm. a new pair of shoes, and you just feel a little better. And these are the same kind of things, but they help you to feel better every day. Now, that reminds me, there was a recent study done on Botox. And there is a saying that your emotions follow your expressions. So mm. if you look in the mirror and you look happy, your brain tells you you're happy. If you look in the mirror and you look unhappy or tired or sad, then your brain translates that into the emotions that you're feeling. And as we age, that's what happens. You know, everything sags, the corners of our mouth tip down, we start to look a little unhappy, we look sad, um, but it affects our emotional well-being. And a study was done with people that were on antidepressants and they treated them with Botox. And every one of those people were able to go off antidepressants because now when they looked at themselves, they saw a different version that made them feel happier. And so just changing their outward appearance changed their emotional well-being. And you have no idea whether that person is going to a job interview. And if you look great, you mm -hmm. feel great, you're going to project that. You and carry yourself Yes, better. certainly. A restoration Med Spa, two locations, one in Greensboro, one in Winston-Salem. Where did the title for your business come from? Well, I believe our entire practice is geared around restoring people's self-confidence. You know, people lose confidence over many things. And like we already talked about, the woman who came in whose husband was cheating on her or the person that um, got passed over for a job interview, things impair your confidence. And although we can't necessarily change all those things, we can. Mm -hmm. You know, we can restore confidence in people and time and age takes away our edge. You know, the businesswoman who is slim and fit and has her great business suit and stilettos and then one day can't button that suit, you know, and doesn't feel like she looks like she should for the part, we can help her with that. And so 
I named it restoration because I feel like we're restoring that to people. We're giving them back what they feel time and age has taken away. And I, I would say for so many of us, we do our morning routine and we look in the mirror and we take a shower or we come out and like, what, how did I become my mother? How did this happen? And whether it's that person who doesn't fit into her suit, that sets a path for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And the trajectory is not a good one You're where right. she could say, Oh, I'm looking pretty good today. I, you know, look at me. And, and how wonderful to start the day like that instead Absolutely. of in, in the negative category. That's right. And we want to set the stage for people to be successful in life. And whether that means their job, their relationships, anything they do, if you feel better and you feel more confident, you're going to hold yourself better. You're going to um, encounter things better. You're going to react with other people better. And that's our goal. Our goal is to be on that path with you to help you always be that way. And whenever you look in the mirror and go, where did that wrinkle come from? <laughs> you know, you can come see us and next time we'll take care of that one. Oh, and you have done you and do so many trainings. Talk about that. So I am a trainer for Allergan. So I, I teach as well as be trained, but I think in order to be excellent at what you do, you can't ever stop learning. So I do a lot of trainings to train myself. And I'll say I go to probably a minimum of four trainings a year, not to mention probably at least weekly webinars <laughs> all the time. But there are people out there who have different techniques, different things. And this is an ever evolving industry. Like I said, it just started about 20 years ago and look where we've come. Botox was the first thing out and now it's just exploding, but there are so many new and different things. If I want to be able to offer you the best options, I have to be well-versed at that. And I'm not going to do something on my patients that I don't feel like I'm excellent at. And I think it's, it's imperative that we talk about, I, I know I've in the past been invited to Botox parties at somebody's house. And I was like, no, thank you. I'll buy your Tupperware. I'll do, I'll do Pamper Chef. I'll do all of those, but this is my face. Or what about your gynecologist's office? Um, so, so much material there, but we'll just so ease right over there. There's a little bit of a legal issue with that as well. Mm -hmm. um, in the state of North Carolina, any mid-level um, needs to have a medical director. We are regulated by the medical board. And although we at Restoration Med Spa treat this as a full medical practice and adhere to everything, I don't think everyone does. So anybody who has a medical license can go to a Botox training. Might be four hours. And then you can come out and they go inject their friends or whatever. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily skilled. And it also doesn't mean that you have malpractice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you have enough training to handle complications. And as a trainer, 
I've seen it all, <laughs> you know. You, you've seen it all. You know, you may go into a practice that is a plastic surgery office that is state-of-the-art and has everything. I've gone to small practices to train, and they don't have gauze. I'm like, how do you cleanse your patient? They don't even have the basic tools to do a good, clean medical procedure. And I think that's important. You're trusting your face. And although, yes, these are minor procedures, they're still medical procedures. Every single thing we do has the potential of risk and the potential of adverse events. And if you're going to trust your face to somebody, you need to trust that they have the medical expertise to handle a problem should it arise and have the right equipment should it arise. So you know, we have all kinds of things in our office that we might utilize in an urgent situation. And I'll say most things that occur with the procedures we do are not emergencies. They need to be treated urgently, but there are some things that if they were not treated correctly could have long-term effects. And you certainly wouldn't know that if you took, I mean, it blows my mind, a four-hour course. And I know you speak to musculature <laughs> and, and, and all these things. Science is beyond me. But you've done the work. There's a lot of anatomy. Mm -hmm. And the more I learn, um, the more I know that I didn't know before. And you can't learn that in that amount of time. There's, there's a big learning curve, and there's a difference between doing something at a mediocre level and doing it at an excellent level. And you may be able to get a mediocre treatment, but if you're looking for an excellent treatment and if you're looking for a customized treatment, you need to seek out someone who has more expertise. Yeah, did you take your car to a plumber? No, you don't. <laughs> Why not go to somebody who has, has given her a lifetime for this empowerment, for this beauty, for this self-esteem, and raising the bar for men and women, and what a difference it does make. It really does, but even the fact that not I've worked in surgical procedures, I mean, in surgical offices, so every practice that I've worked in was a surgical practice. There were excellent surgeons. They were great plastic surgeons. They were great cosmetic and dermatologic surgeons and ocular surgeons. None of them were trained very much in injectables. So they may have taken a little bit of an injectable course, but their life is in surgery. They see 95% of their patients as surgical patients. So for one reason or another, um, people have gotten the, in my opinion, false impression that you will get a better outcome if you go to a surgeon than if you go to someone else. I beg to differ with that because although I have a background in surgery, I inject all day long. Mm -hmm. And like taking your car to a plumber, you want to go to somebody who does exactly what you want consistently. You know, I had a patient one time tell me, um, 
well, well, do what you think because you're the expert. And I said, I don't know if I'm an expert. Yeah, you are. And he <laughs> said, do you know what the definition of expert is? And I said, well, apparently I don't. What is the definition of expert? And he said, anybody who has done one thing repeatedly 10,000 times is considered an expert. He said, have you done 10,000 injections? And I said, well, I would be curious to know how many I've done, but absolutely. <laughs> if I see 25 to 30 patients a day, and if I do Botox, I probably inject them 15, 20 times, and I'm doing that 20 times a day. But what if I only see two or three patients a week? The more you do something, the better you become at it. And yes, that does make you an expert. And you certainly are. And the word of mouth from Marisa is unbelievable. I was getting my teeth cleaned, and she's like, I can't, you just don't age. I said, well, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. And, she, you know, I'm very forthcoming. <laughs> yes, I'll do this, I'll do this, and what do you need to know? And I sent her because I knew you would do it right. You are responsible, and you're caring, and you're just an incredible practitioner. Thank you. I appreciate that. Especially coming from you as a friend. Oh. <laughs> well, let's talk about the friend angle. And for a lot of people, I would say that a lot of my friends in the last 10 years and currently, gosh, I th I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about, and how do you know to trust? Mm -hmm. You don't. I can say I trust her with my face, my future, my Self-esteem. I mean, mm -hmm. that's in your hands in a, in a lot of respects. And it isn't until you make that consultation when you really will get the feeling like, ooh, I'm in the spa. It's very nice. Everybody's sweet. And I'm filling out the iPad thing. What I don't know what you call that, but I call it the iPad <laughs> thing. And you come in and you immediately, you and your staff, I should say, you mm -hmm. have phenomenal uh, people with whom you work. Just an ease. Mm -hmm. and things that you would say to your best friend or your sister that you necessarily wouldn't say to everybody. For me, even the first time we met, it was, okay, so this, <laughs> and then there's this, and what, what can you do about, um, and the ease with which you put your patients is incredible, and I can't say enough about that. Well, it's definitely important that you feel that way because – we're putting you in a vulnerable position. It's really uncomfortable to come somewhere and go, this is my deep, dark secret of what I really don't like about myself and open that up and share it with us. And we know that. And we want to make sure that whatever it is that we can do to make you feel peaceful and comfortable and all of our staff is friendly. You should never feel uncomfortable about doing anything. And our goal is that we set that stage. You know, we set the stage in our office because it's lovely and you walk in and it smells good and someone's going to greet you and it's private 
and we want you to feel comfortable to tell us what your concerns are because we can't truly address them if we don't know them, and we've got to put you at ease to do that. And your name and your, your face, as I drove here today, I saw one of your billboards, <laughs> and I remember a time when I was here, I was not in a good place, and someone was shadowing you for to maybe work here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just you have the credentials. You have to fit in the family. You have to, I don't want to say believe what I believe, because uh, that's a whole different path, but you need to fit in our family. That's absolutely Does right. That makes sense. That is absolutely right, because there are a lot of people who just don't. You know, they have a different philosophy or they're too clinical. We already talked about mm -hmm. setting the stage for being comfortable. Um, it's an education piece as well. We are not that practice that will do what you ask if it's not the right thing. And what I tell my patients is there are a lot of practices that sell what they have. So there's probably thousands of lasers out there. If one was perfect, there'd only be one. Mm -hmm. They're all different. And every single laser company is going to tell you this laser is the best. This laser is the best. So different companies out there will buy one and then they will tell you this is the best one for what your concern is. Well, we've kind of gone the opposite direction. We have probably more devices than any other practice around. Um, not sure how many, but I'm going to say probably 25, which is a lot. Um, it's a big investment. Mm -hmm. Each of these pieces of equipment probably range from 75000 to $300,000, and we have 25 of them. We could tell you this one is best for you. The problem is it's not. You know, it's best for somebody, but what's best for you might be a different one. So we have tried to carry a broad complement of services so that we do have the best one for you. But what that also means to you is if you went and researched and you read about this one device that touted that they were the best and you come in saying, I want this. Mm -hmm. We could do it, but if it's not the right one for you and your outcome isn't right, we've just lost all our credibility because now you're not going to trust us. And our goal is to establish that trust and give you the best outcome. And unfortunately, that's not always the way people are taught. You know, people are taught to just sell what you have. And st other staff that come in may not have that same mindset. And they don't fit here. You know, that's fine for other practices, but it's not fine for us. I want all of my staff to have that same mindset that they're looking out for whatever is in the patient's best interest. Well, and to spend eight hours a day, five days a week, or whatever your schedule is, you I wish want it was people. eight hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your family does too. It's more. <laughs> well, that's what you're going to get at Restoration Med Spa, and that is more. 
more personality, more concern, more professionalism, all the mores. Thank you. We appreciate that. But that's, that is our goal. You know, our goal is that we are the best, that we are providing excellence in everything that we do, and that we're providing just an excellent experience every time you come, that you can leave and go, that was enjoyable. Not everything we do is fun. You know, the outcomes are great, um, but they're not all pleasant procedures. We do them because of the outcome, but we can lessen the discomfort. Um, we take a lot of extra precautions to make sure that it's an enjoyable procedure, that it's an enjoyable time that you're here. You know, we try to make sure that you're comfortable. We don't hurt you any more than than absolutely possible and that not only your outcome is what you enjoy but just being here well you've accomplished that well thank you i appreciate that very much empowered by beauty marisa faircloth restoration med spa two locations greensboro and winston-salem i can't wait for the next podcast me neither this is going to be a real fun journey together thank you laura oh, thank you marisa and thank you for listening and watching <laughs>